0: Hello everyone, I'm Sydney, and welcome to another episode of Propel Podcasts. After listening to today's episode, I truly think you will change the way you think about sleep drastically, and you will likely approach sleep in a new way you never have before. Today we're breaking down the science behind how sleep works and when it's most efficient the dangers of sleep debt and how to recover, and the very factors that help you fall asleep and stay asleep through the night. There are certain medications and conditions that may affect your sleep health. If your sleep health is affecting your daily life, consult a doctor about possible sleep conditions and treatment options. Everyone can benefit from better quality sleep there are really two foundational elements that will really help you achieve proper sleep. First, really understanding the science, how sleep works and when it's most effective. And second, the routines and habits, lifestyle factors that make up your day before you go to sleep. If you picture a house and there's no foundation or the foundation just isn't very strong, the house is not going to stand. Sleep is the body's foundation to better health in every other area of well-being. If you want to improve anything, consistent quality sleep is the domino that will positively affect everything else. Evidence also proves this, which is very exciting. When you get quality sleep you're going to remember significantly more information with much sharper brain function, which also means you will maintain sharper clarity throughout the entire day. You'll build and maintain muscle, ensure proper immune function, which will help you manage weight most effectively, execute more and shorter periods of time, make faster, smarter decisions, and maintain stable moods. But despite all of that information, we continue as a society to find temporary fixes to stay activated for as long as we need to be. Our solution to functioning with insufficient sleep is to feed our bodies the very factors that cause insufficient sleep in the first place. Isn't that crazy? We've really been led to believe that things like caffeine give us energy and wake us up when It's simply not true. The scientific understanding today is that things like caffeine do not feed us any energy at all. What it actually does is it actually blocks the receptors in our brain that tell us we're tired. So when those receptors are numbed, our brain can no longer process our body's true energy level. And so that's why we feel really tired again once that caffeine wears off. So that's just one factor of many factors we're going to get into today um, that can really contribute to your sleep quality. And when we aren't aware of these factors, it can feel like we're just in this inevitable cycle where it's now normalcy. It's normal to feel tired every day which is not true. It's not normal to feel tired every day and there is absolutely a way that you can improve your sleep so that you have sustained energy and you're no longer repeating those negative patterns that have just become habits over the years. And because once that what that does over time, when you continue to repeat those behaviors, it just gets reinforced, it becomes habitual. But what happens is, you're creating a lesser life than you were created for. All of a sudden, you know, you're not executing with as near as much um, excellence. And so you're actually doing so much less for yourself. You're harming yourself so much over time uh, when you really could be living such a more of a full life. If you think about where you could be in two months, in two months, if you starting today got consistently good quality sleep every night. I can tell you that it would not just be your energy that would improve. So if you think that it's impossible for you to, to experience that, to experience adequate sleep, recognize that as a lie and a limiting belief, because here's the good news. There is a legitimate science to achieving better sleep. Once you learn that science and how sleep works, how it's, when it's most effective, I challenge you to demand that change in your life and decide to believe that it's absolutely possible for you to get better sleep. And when you do, you're going to notice sudden positive shifts in many other areas of your life as well. So how much sleep do we need to be rested? And how do we even know if the quality is good? Well, it starts with understanding the sleep cycle. So we all have um, the same sleep cycle, consisting of four stages. And when you sleep, your body is working really hard to store memories, heal tissues, restore energy. And to do so most effectively, your brain has to pass through four stages of sleep multiple times throughout the night. And a full cycle um, of all the four stages typically lasts around 90 minutes. Once your brain passes through all those four stages, rather than starting back at the beginning stage one, the cycle will reverse and it will continue to move between the various stages during the night. So here's a quick breakdown of those four stages of sleep, but this will be very important to remember for a few other um, really important things we'll talk about later on, like naps and the effectiveness of that um, and many other things. So stage one is light sleep. This stage lasts around five to 10 minutes, and it obviously occurs when your body first begins to fall asleep, your brain is going to slow down by about 50%, and your breathing and your heart rate's going to start slowing down as well. Typically, if you're woken in this phase, you don't even realize that you were actually fully asleep. So even though your eyes are closed, your mind is typically still aware of your surroundings. Stage two is intermediate sleep. Now, this is a very important stage of sleep. This stage lasts around 5 to 15 minutes and occurs when your body goes into more of a relaxed state. It's harder to wake up from. Your body temperature is going to drop. Your digestive system uh, speeds will really decrease And your heart rate and breathing will slow down even more. And so this is where you actually will start to experience sleep spindles, which experts really believe is important to learning um, because this is where memories are processed and uh, from short-term to long-term memory. So very important to your learning and your memory. And with a full night's rest, this is typically where you spend most of your sleep. Stage three is deep sleep. This stage will last 45 to 90 minutes, which decreases with each sleep cycle. And it's considered the deepest stage of your sleep. Much slower frequency of brain waves, sometimes referred to as delta wave sleep. And during this stage, your body really is working hard. Your body repairs tissues, builds muscles and bones, reinforces the immune system, especially if you are um, really working on weight loss or, or weight uh, management, or in general are working on building muscle. Um, it, this is such an important stage of sleep. To make sure you have enough of. Um, just meaning you need to go through the sleep cycle multiple times. And it becomes much harder to wake up from this stage of sleep. Um, typically, anything, any external stimuli will will not wake you up as easily. And then stage four, the last stage is REM, standing for rapid eye movement. This is where all of your dreaming occurs. So what's so crazy about Dreaming And the way that our brains do it is to prevent us from actually, literally acting out our dreams. The brain will release chemicals that paralyze the body. Uh, so truly allowing our muscles to relax. And this phase will occur usually between... 90 to 20 minutes after falling asleep, and it lasts between 10 to 60 minutes, which typically increases as you go through uh, more and more sleep cycles. So REM is very important. It's actually not just, you know, where you have odd dreams sometimes, this is really considered to be a learning phase where your brain sorts through information and interprets the day's events so you can really perceive them in a new light. If you do not experience stage four sleep enough, you will likely have a really big decrease in mental focus and alertness. So if you have noticed, I'm really not feeling alert lately or... I'm really distracted during the day. It's hard for me to really stay focused on one thing. It's likely that you have not experienced stage four sleep enough. So in order to truly feel well rested and get the amount of sleep your body needs, what's important is that it's not really as much about going to bed at the right time or it's it's. I just said that backwards. It's not really about the number of hours that you sleep. It's more about going to bed at the right time. Going to bed at the right time is going to be more impactful. And as long as you're going through um, all four stages stages of sleep a few times, that's going to be efficient. So your best sleep in terms of the right time happens between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Because your hormone secretion and recovery time are most proficient uh, during this time. So this is really the magic window between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And this means a person who sleeps from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m., which is six hours, will have gotten much better rest than someone who sleeps from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., still six hours, but only two of those were in the magic window. So aim to sleep, get most of your sleep or all of your sleep um, during those hours. um, And between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., just try to maybe reorganize um, your sleep schedule so that you are for sure asleep by then. And then obviously, um, hopefully you don't have to wake up right at 2 a.m., uh, but at least If you sleep in that window, you're going to notice a huge, huge difference. Now, as it relates to naps... Many ask, are naps even effective? Or do I have to, now that you know about the sleep cycle, you might be wondering, do I have to go through an entire 90 minute sleep cycle in order for my nap to be effective? And the answer is, there really actually is a science um, to effective napping. And it's definitely a skill worth harnessing for more um, sufficient days. If you, if you, uh, enjoy naps, then this will be really important for you. Also, if you do not enjoy naps, it's probably just that you are napping wrong. Um, Many, if you've ever woken up from a nap feeling groggy, um, you know, confused and certainly not alert, it's likely that you're just not napping correctly. Um, So when you lose sleep, um, the grogginess that you feel When you decide to take a nap and you wake up and you're confused, Um, it's likely that you're actually in the third or fourth stage of sleep, which is about 45 minutes in. So when you wake up in deep sleep or you wake up in REM, of course, you're going to feel very out of it. Um, Napping for up to 26 minutes, on the other hand, will leave you very refreshed and focused. So try to aim for up to 26 minutes sleep for your naps. And that will leave you in stage one or two. And remember, stage two is where you'll experience those sleep spindles. So very, very effective for you. Uh, And highly recommend doing that about seven hours after you wake up, because that is when you will experience the biggest dip in energy. Um, Just naturally, that's how the body will work. So do encourage you to try out a shorter nap if you typically go beyond those 26 minutes. Now, when we lose sleep and we, uh, you know, continue to, especially if we're losing sleep in that magic window, we're not sleeping during that time, but just in general, it's very, very harmful uh, than you probably realize. So what we're actually doing is we're incurring sleep debt. Sleep debt is the accumulated amount of sleep loss from insufficient sleep. So as your sleep debt builds, your cognitive and body functioning deteriorate. So for example, if you know you have a need for six hours of sleep per night, you know, if I get six hours... I'm good. You know, I I I feel fine. Um, anything below six, I'm gonna be struggling. But if I get at least six, I'm good. So let's say you have a need for six hours, and you get four hours of sleep each day for five days. You've built a sleep debt of ten hours, and that lack of sleep is going to really affect you more and more throughout the week. So typically at the end of a week, you might think I'm really, you know, I'm so tired. It's been such a long week. I'm so excited for the weekend so I can sleep in and get some of these, uh, you know, just not feel so tired anymore. And it's, it's really not that as much I've done so much during the week. It's more of, I have not been getting enough sleep and I've been incurring all this sleep debt. So of course it's going to affect you more and more and more throughout the week. But what would happen if you didn't have that sleep debt and every single night you were getting the right amount of sleep, how would you feel at the end of the week? I can tell you that you would feel about as good as every day of getting incredible sleep. You would feel amazing every single day and you wouldn't get tired. So when we lose sleep, there's a glucose reduction in our brains causing higher rates of stress and lower rates of creativity. This is where it gets dangerous because many times we'll just decide, I'm going to stay up a little bit later tonight, get my project done, get my work done, just do a little more. And you know what? Sacrificing an hour or two of sleep isn't that big of a deal. But you're actually, what you're doing is you're creating more work for yourself because evidence suggests that sleep debt causes 20% more mistakes. So now you're more stressed, you're less creative, and you're probably making more work that you're going to have to go back and do more of later. Plus you are losing energy because you're not sleeping as much. So what's more stifling is is sleep debt can impact you sometimes weeks after losing or sacrificing even just a few hours. Um, But the good news is to pay off sleep debt, you do not have to pay it back hour for hour. However, you will need several consistent nights of good quality sleep to recover. So suggestion is to really start working on that consistency and making sure that you are keeping track of your progress. The rule of thumb really around uh when you're trying to get something done and you're thinking about, should I just stay up a little bit later? Look at your schedule, reorganize your schedule, maximize your focus time, but never ever sacrifice your sleep. Remember, sleep is the domino. So what about falling asleep? How to fall asleep most effectively? How to always be tired when it's time to go to sleep and then stay asleep throughout the night and not wake up? this is typically where most of us struggle. And it's usually because of just bad habits that have been reinforced over the years. Um, And it's really a combination of lifestyle and environmental factors that contribute to uh, really allowing you to have the best opportunity to sleep as soon as you want to, and then stay asleep all night long until it's time to wake up. Um, So, the other half of this is having and following the same bedtime routine every night. So first, um, we'll talk about the factors that are really important to consider. And what you do during the day, It really all, it's all full circle. It's going to impact your sleep quality. So here are a few um, lifestyle and personal factors to consider. I would advise you to make a mental note or a physical note, if you can, of the ones that resonate with you so that you know what action steps to take. Um, If any of these are, are something that you can identify with that you're not doing or that you are and you should continue to do. So one of the things that's very common is we typically have racing thoughts at night, especially we just have so much going on. We might be under stress uh, and we might be experiencing some, you know, uh, low grade anxiety and that can really, really impact us. So one thing that you can always do is keep a journal by your bed and right before you go to sleep, make it a habit, write down everything that's on your mind. This can be very disorganized and it doesn't matter. It's truly just so you can put your thoughts onto paper and they're not in your head anymore. And if you wake up in the middle of the night with these racing thoughts, get out that journal and write them down and then go back to sleep. Uh, It really is going to make a big difference. It's also really important to eat a very well-balanced diet and to take it seriously because this is really going to play a part in your energy during the day. So aim to get around three to five servings of fruits and vegetables and make sure you have enough protein um, because protein is very important for um, your muscles and for your energy levels. It's also really important to drink a lot of water so that you're very hydrated you do not want to wake up in the middle of the night feeling extremely dehydrated having to reach for water it's just it's another reason that um could just you know ha- impact your quality of sleep and really disrupt you don't want to wake up in the middle of um, you know one of the stages of sleep that are very very important so you just want to make sure that you're doing what you can during the day um, another great thing about drinking enough water is that you won't have to reach for uh, caffeine because water is going to really really energize you and um, help you to refocus and stay um, you know very revitalized so Whenever you're tired in the afternoon, I'd reach for water. See how that helps. If you do drink caffeine, um, make sure it's earlier in the day because caffeine will stay in your system about five to six hours after consumption. So if you're eating properly and you're keeping yourself hydrated, um, that alone will give you a boost of energy and you probably won't feel that need to reach for caffeine in the later hours of the day. It's also really important... um, In the middle of your sleep cycle, you'll notice that, um, well, you probably won't notice, but your digestive system really starts to slow down. So it's important that we do not consume really heavy meals right before going to bed, um, just for a disruption free night of sleep. Laying down after eating loses the effect of gravity, making it really difficult to keep those contents um, down. So indigestion or an upset stomach can be very, very common and you don't definitely do not want to experience that. So if you must eat a snack or a meal close to your bedtime, wait two to three hours after you eat before laying down and that will really, really help you. It's also really important to exercise for at least thirty minutes a day to release energy, making you ready for rest at the end of the day. So try taking your dog on a walk, or uh, you know, one thing that I know a lot of employees will do is uh, take a walking meeting and and do their meeting, uh, you know, over a walk. Or they'll uh, at their lunch break they'll go with their colleagues on a walk. So really um, take advantage of that. It doesn't have to be extremely strenuous activity. But it also very well could be doing, you know, uh, really anything that you want to do to move your body and make sure that you are releasing energy. Um, And anything that gets your heart rate up for 30 minutes is going to help you experience deeper, longer amounts of sleep. Just make sure that you're not exercising too close to your bedtime because that could be another factor keeping you up. Putting away screens. 90 minutes before bed is so, so, so important. Um, blue light from screens can really decrease your melatonin production by a shocking 50%, which is why you probably have experienced the infamous second wind before making you feel really awake and not as tired before bed. So... Um, it, Putting devices away 90 minutes at least prior to sleeping is going to be most effective. And during that time, replace that technology with calming activities that don't strain your eyes, like reading or journaling, stretching, writing out your schedule for the next day, uh, budgeting, meal planning, practicing deep breathing, really any calming activity. It's really going to make a very drastic difference. And you will notice your eyes start to feel really tired. And now you're you really are ready for bed. One uh, really wonderful calming activity that I would highly suggest, especially if you're also dealing with racing thoughts at night, and that's, you know, keeping you up, or if you're dealing with um, stress or anxiety of any sort, um, I highly suggest that you read and it six minutes, just six minutes of reading reduces stress by up to 68%. It's staggering. And it's wonderful because it's only in six minutes, you can reduce your stress by up to 68%. And that's really great for right before you go to sleep. But what's better is the contents of the book that you read does not matter. Um, as long as it's something that you enjoy, it's shown to be that effective. So, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be something that is causing you to, you know, learn a lot of information or, you know, it can be whatever, just highly suggest you keep a book by your bed, you try it out and you do read um, in that 90 minute window. So the other part of it is setting up your bedroom for the healthiest sleep hygiene. That's so, so, so important. What you do during the day matters. And then how your environment in your your bedroom is, is also very, very important. So consider these environmental factors that play a critical role in your sleep quality. And do not forget the ones that you are not implementing or you have not... the ones that really resonate with you, make sure that you make a mental note of them. So our bodies will sleep best at cool and comfortable temperatures. You wanna make sure that you have the right amount of sleep sheets and covers and the temperature set to the perfect degree. If you are not able to control your temperature, you can always get a fan that you have uh, by your bed, whether it's on your bedside table or, or wherever, that you can use during the night. It's also really important to not have light interfere with your sleep um, for a disruption free night of sleep. So make sure there's no artificial light in your room and get blackout curtains for any windows. This is especially important if you are a shift worker, you have, you work during the night and you sleep during daytime hours. Uh, You just really want to make sure there's absolutely no light interfering because it will absolutely disrupt your sleep. Also, just keeping your bedroom clutter free and clean is really vital for a peaceful sleep because it helps you feel relaxed, helps you feel comfortable. So just take a few minutes before you go to sleep and pick up your room, make sure it's clean, make sure it's organized. It's not healthy to sleep with pets in the bed. This one's going to be, you know, might strike a chord with some um, because they could have bacteria or parasites or fleas on their coat that could get you very sick, Uh, not to mention they could take up extra room in the bed, even if they're tiny, making it more difficult to sleep in the position that you want. So I know it can be really hard, especially if that's become a habit, but do suggest that, uh, you know, you transition your adorable pets to their own bed, um, so that you do not have a disruption, uh, in the middle of the night. And, um, so that you're also improving your, your personal, um, health, you know, and, it's really important, too, to sleep with minimal sound, uh, as m- as much minimal sound as possible. Make sure that you're sleeping in a very, very quiet space. But if there are sounds you can't avoid, like traffic or neighbors or trains or anything like that, you can reduce the noise by getting a rug for your room, uh, arranging the furniture against walls, getting heavy drapes for the windows, using a fan that has a subtle noise. Of course, if you... You could always wear earplugs if those other tips don't do the trick. So the final factor that may be the most important is to stay on a schedule, even the weekends. This one's going to hit hard for most people, although we've... Really, over time, been evolutionarily trained to add more light in the darker hours of the day to stay awake. Uh, The human body really hasn't changed, which is, um, you know, before alarm clocks, our ancestors relied on the sun to signal when to wake up and when to go to sleep. And that routine of going to sleep and waking up at the same times every day puts us in the perfect position for uh, our best night's rest and just having the best, um, you know, overall circadian rhythm uh, working the way that it should. So you'll know you have officially mastered this by waking up at the exact same time every day without needing an alarm clock. It is absolutely possible. Um, I have personal experience with this and it's It's just shocking at how incredible the human body works because when you really do implement this and you decide, you know what, I'm gonna wake up at the same time, I'm gonna set, you know, this is the time I'm waking up, and you start to do that, then all of a sudden at night, you're tired around the same time. Um, So you can do it that way too. Um, And it just becomes a habit. And all of a sudden, you don't even need an alarm clock. You'll actually wake up on the exact minute that you want to every single day. If you have odd working hours, like you're a shift worker, um, it's so important that you too um, have a, a bedtime routine. And even if you have you know, odd schedules, different schedules each week or each day, make sure you plan beforehand to sh- make sure that your sleep isn't falling short. So if you n- know you need to work overtime, Eat at the same times you normally would eat, and then make sure you're following a relaxing bedtime routine when you do uh, finally get to rest, so that your sleep um, so you you do fall asleep and stay asleep for as long as possible. So some essentials to just. Remember, as you begin implementing these healthier sleep practices and routines into your life, is to just focus first on accomplishing smaller goals. Maybe today you make a habit to, um, or or you start to create a healthier environment in your bedroom. You know, you make sure your bedroom's set up for the best sleep. Maybe tomorrow you focus on, uh, you know, reorganizing your day to work out earlier in the day and to stop drinking caffeine by the afternoon those things are going to really add up over time. So it's okay to just focus on some small things at first and then keep track of your progress this entire time. You can do that in the portals tracker. You can actually track your sleep and you can set goals for your sleep and for many other, um, all the other activities that are in there. So if you're interested in, you know, creating a, a nighttime routine and you want activities like meditation, mindfulness, reading, journaling, to be a part of that, you can do so with those activities in the tracker. So really encourage you to keep track on a consistent basis for the most efficient or effective results. You're going to get results much faster. Um, And it's also really important to keep track of what's not helping because everything's, it's going to be different for every person. So um, you need to know what's helping you and um, certain things that just, okay, this one didn't work, but this one does. Um, And, you know, struggle and feeling uncomfortable can also be a space created for growth. So to achieve better sleep, It's possible that you may have to give up certain routines or habits that you enjoyed uh, to create newer, healthier ones. And at first, that's going to feel hard. It's going to be a bit of a struggle. But you need to understand that this is just space being created for growth to happen. And this comfort that you may feel from this is temporary. Because when you get better sleep, you're going to experience an improved life in every other area of your well-being. And getting into the practice of this consistency will really quickly progress you on your journey to better sleep. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure you log your attendance in the tracker under the wellness category with the activity name Propel podcast. And be sure to share your success with us on the Propel podcast page within the portal. Uh, We love hearing your success stories. And we also really encourage you to check out all of the other sleep content we have in the portal under the content section. From all of us here at Propel, be well.